Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, good afternoon. Wednesday. Oh, these weeks, they just fly by. Meaningless little things that they are. Such a small unit of measure a week. Bang, it's gone. Oh, President Biden announcing all these tough measures to lower the price of something that's already plummeted. It's already of no consequence, the price of oil. Why is he even talking about it? He's such a confusing person. He really is. I just wanted to, some of what he had to say, well, let me just play it from the beginning, because some of what he says is just so weirdly contradictory and confusing. This is Joe. No, that's not Joe. This might be Joe. And I acted decisively at the time, thanks in part to those actions. The price of our gas has fallen 30% from the summer highs. So he can control the price of oil, is what he's telling us. And he's driven it down. Listen to how much it's gone down and how beautifully it's gone down because of his great leadership. This is the fun part. Listen. Now it's down about $1.15 a gallon from their peak during the summer. <clears throat> Gas prices have fallen every day in the last week. Let me repeat. He, meanwhile, he's got like 15 sucrets, I guess, in his mouth, and he can't, can't really enunciate a, a word properly. What is he doing? Let me repeat. Gas prices have come down, and they continue to come down again. They're now down more than 27 cents a gallon in Wisconsin this past week. All right, 27 cents. He's already driven down the cost of gasoline this week alone, 27 cents. He just does this recreationally, lowers. He, he dreams about it, and it goes down. 27 cents in Oregon, 16 cents in Ohio, 25 cents in Nevada, 17 cents in, in, uh, in, in Indiana in <clears throat> just the last 10 days. And, and plus, he, he memorizes each of the states and how much it goes down. Why, the thing is, I don't get about Joe. Why doesn't he make the price go down the same amount in every state and, and do it all in one day so we can be done with it? And that's progress. But they're not falling fast enough. Despite how tough he is and how brutal he is on those prices of oil, they're still resisting him. Families are hurting. You've heard me say it before, but I get it. I come from a family. If the price of gasoline went up at the gas station, we felt it. Before I went into the Senate, he is saying, in 1937, I knew what it was like to actually need money. So don't think I'm not with you. Gas prices hit almost every family in this country, and they squeeze their family budgets. When the price of gas goes up, other expenses get cut. That's why I have been doing everything in my power to reduce gas prices. 
why don't you reduce the prices of the other things too? Since Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Well, there's a whole nother topic, the old Putin. I wonder where Putin got the courage to go into Ukraine, where he became so confident that the United States was now a toothless tiger and would do nothing. If he went in, where did he get that confidence from, Joe? Cause these price hikes, these prices to spike and rattle international oil markets. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse you again. How many excuses do, do you get in one little speech that lasts 10 minutes? I focused on how we can protect American families from that spike and give folks just a little bit of breathing room, as my dad would say. Today, Your dad? You're the you're the age of a great great grandfather. How he, old is your dad? Today? He brings his dad into a lot of conversations, though. Have you ever noticed that? Was his dad around when there was oil? I think they f- might have found it. <laughs> his dad might have been Jed Clampett, for all we know. His dad. He's back to his dad. Today, I'm announcing three critical steps. Three critical steps. We we went through a whole minute and a half of him slurping on his uh, his fribble before he gets to the three critical steps. And my administration will take to reduce gas prices at the pump. First, the Department of Energy will release another 15 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. He admitted this. Another, listen. And my administration will take to reduce gas prices at the pump. First, the Department of Energy will release another 15 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Another 15 million barrels, but he admits that he's already announced this before, so he's trying to get double credit. Extending our previously announced release through the month of December. See, except he's extending the previously announced release. He's late in getting this oil into the marketplace. So what he's saying is, I, Joe Biden, President of the United States, am so unsympathetic to the impact that the high cost of oil is having on the average American family that even though I announced a few months ago I was going to be dumping a ton of oil into the marketplace I haven't even done it so I'm giving myself an extension to try to get it done that's what he says listen extending our previously announced release through the month of December extending through it was supposed to be done in November he's extending it through December we're a little slower on the White House. We have other priorities than the average American family's Well, it's needs. tough to move all that oil. You know, you oh, got to get in the trucks. It takes logistics time. No, that's where the market comes in. He depends on the hardworking American people who is ripping off by taking the oil that we bought out of the reserves, selling it, yeah, but and they then gotta, at a premium, we'll be buying new oil. They got to put it on trucks and see the truck drivers can't pay to put gas or diesel oh, yeah. in their trucks. The so it, it, it's like what came first, the high gas prices or are we going to lower gas prices, but we got to move the gas with high gas prices. If you could slur a little more when you say that, you might sound more like <laughs> the president. Independent uh, analysis. Yeah, tic-tac. Uh, excuse me, independent analysis. Do that. See if you can do that. That little fake right and go left. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> that was good. They, uh, excuse me, independent analysts have confirmed. Oh man! That drawdowns on the reserves so far have played a big role in bringing down oil prices, bringing them down. Bringing them down. He's responsible. He's saying. So why are they so high? So we're going to continue to responsibly use that national asset. 
I know presidents don't often don't know how to use the English language, but this. So we're going to continue to responsibly use that national asset. Okay, Joe. Right now, the strategic polar strategic petroleum reserve. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Try saying that three times fast. Right now, the strategic polar strategic. <laughs> You know, all you have to do, anybody who talks professionally knows when you're when you get into one of those modes, which the president's been in for roughly two years now, you just slow down and then somehow you get your mouth back in sync with your brain is more than half full with about 400 million barrels of oil. That's more than enough for any emergency drawdown. With so there's plenty of oil left in the reserves, he's saying. So don't worry about it. We don't need oil in the reserves. Everything's fine. But the thing I'm curious about now is how much it's going to cost us to replace the oil that we bought cheap, presumably. What did we pay for that oil? Do you know, Joey, how much the oil reserves cost us to fill? No, see, he doesn't tell us that. He doesn't mention how much it costs. We probably filled that at 90 cents a gallon. And now we're going to pay uh, seven bucks a gallon to to refill it. I hate this government business. With my announcement today, we're going to continue to stabilize markets and decrease the prices at a time when the actions of other countries have caused such volatility. And I've told my team behind me here to be prepared to look further, look for further releases in the months ahead if needed. He he's telling his team to look further for the months' head to release more. Okay, that's good news, I guess. 860-522-9842, Jim in Willington. What's up, Jim? I don't know where to start. Uh, I think every time the president talks, he should have a guy that, uh, uh, with a three-card three Monty set up next to him where the, where the cup keeps moving and you've you got to pick which cup has which dice under it mm -hmm. to, try to, determine, to try to determine what the heck he's talking about. Point yes. number one, point number one, you mentioned it about, uh, about the strategic reserve, so you stole my thunder with that one. What was point that? Point number two, well, you mentioned that he, he's announcing, he's trying to get credit twice for something he's already done, yes. concerning how much oil has been reserved, uh, uh, excuse me, released. Point number two, he also mentions that uh, a, a price of $70 a, a barrel would be a fair price for both business and for uh, the taxpayer to... Um, Put more money, uh, put more oil back into that reserve. Hey, hey, Joe, I, I, I got a question for you, pre Mr. President. If you didn't shut the pipeline down from Canada to begin with, you could be pouring oil back into the reserve right now, and you could have been doing it considerably, considerably less. Yeah. So, what would the what would his revised price be? Would be the appropriate question if he had well, well, let the Keystone pipeline get built. Well, uh, well, I'll tell you what. We we have to go by what it was while it was still running. Now, I understand that things happen in the world, but, but no way would it, would it be where it is now. And the last president, I believe, filled it at $31 a barrel, if I'm not mistaken. So, then, he, then he says, he, he goes back and says, well, we've got to stick with what we got in the way in which we have it while we now finance all the new energy uh, uh, programs. Maybe I'm missing something. A trillion and a half dollars just went into this climate control uh, energy policy that he called the inflation-fighting energy policy. So somewhere online, I'm missing something there. 
Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere has he mentioned anything about heating oil. He has. He didn't say one thing about heating oil. I, I guess he's assuming that just because it's oil, it, we're all supposed to understand it's gas and it's and or heating oil. So you know, it, it, it's just it's mind boggling. It is. It's mind boggling what comes out of the White House when it comes to this kind of stuff. They are, uh, you know, they're con men at every every quarter in the business that he's in. Jim, thank you for the call. Well done. Very concise. And you had all those talking points. Very impressive. We'll talk more coming up on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. It's interesting now because this is... Ned does the same thing. So if Ned's doing it in Little Connecticut and Joe Biden does it on the national stage, you have to assume this is how the world does politics now. You just gaslight the people. You just tell them stuff that isn't true enough times so they feel like, so we feel like we're crazy. They must be telling the truth because they tell these lies so many times. And the other part of it is just that it's invisible to the average person. When when Ned says things like, I I lowered taxes, which is uh, uh, an utter lie, but he says it with confidence like it's true and he doesn't get challenged on it most of the time, so people are just going to believe that. That's the theory. The theory is if I can float a lie and nobody rebuts it, well then... I've scored points in deceiving the American people or the people of Connecticut. And that's what they're all up to now. It's so grotesque. They, they now campaign on the idea that we pay no attention to what they do, and we don't understand what they do, so we don't notice when they're lying. That's part one. And part two is that the base, their core constituency of voters, that's who they want to get to vote for them. They don't really care about the rest of us. So whatever. Ken's calling from Tolland. Hi, Ken. Hi, how are you doing? You're talking oil. Uh, what do you have to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I own an oil company. I've been in the business 48 years now. Okay. Started my company 34 years ago. How I've much were you selling oil for when you started your company? Do you remember? Probably like less than $2 a gallon. Mm-hmm. But my point is people are going to have to pay any oil company like myself a small company people think it's a joke like 90 days i owe you a thousand bucks they're going to be out of business the oil companies if these people don't pay and it's 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 not because of putin in ukraine biden the first day he got in office said oh we're going to all drive electric cars you know the fossil fuels forget it and you know it's just you're saying that that caused the investment dollars to not be placed into the oil markets and the the oil uh, right. the search for right. new supplies. No oil company, big corporations, going to go out there searching for oil if the president is saying that it's you know, obsolete. Going to have yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's just frustrating owning a business, and I'm calling every day. To people over 60 days, I used to do it at 90, yep. but they're going to have to put it on their charge cards or something, and this winter is going to be pretty hairy for everybody. 
What do you because, what do you anticipate is actually going to happen? I mean, we've been hearing that for for many months, and I know it's true that it is going to be hairy this winter. But but if you are already, we haven't even gotten to cold weather yet, and if you're already right. dealing with people who are behind on the half half a bar, uh, uh, whatever you call it tank that they bought. Yeah. What What do you think happens when it's freezing out and they're going through it three times as fast? Well, last week they had no oil to buy. You know, a truck oil truck drives to East Hartford or Weathersfield or New Haven. They had no oil at all, so you couldn't even get any oil. And Monday and Tuesday of this week, the same deal in East Hartford. You go there and pick a truck full of oil up. They only give you a thousand gallons because. They don't have the oil. And how many are you looking for when you go there? Well, 2,800 gallons, a truck full. So they're shorting you, which means you have to take the time to drive out there again when oil shows up or what? Right. And it doesn't show up maybe for two days. So people call, they say, I want oil, you know, Friday, and they're not going to get it till maybe next Tuesday. It's just a screwy deal right now and this is all courtesy of the federal government which has made clear you know it's very similar yeah. to the border where where biden came into office and he didn't even have to say anything though the right. people were already streaming right. over the southern border because they knew what they were dealing with right and how many immigrants did they just send to new york they're putting them in tents well i didn't mean to get into that topic i'm just saying it's very similar like the the the, the it's so clear what Democrats yep. are all about. They're anti the success of the American system. I don't know how we survive having the enemy in the White House if their goal is to make sure that they're cutting off the supply of, of gas and oil and the petrochemicals that we use to drive our economy and to survive. If they're cutting them off before they've created the replacement energy. You're right. You're right. It's going to be a hairy winter, I'll tell you that. If you can't get oil to deliver to people, like happened twice in the last two weeks, yep. can't pick it up, what do you tell these people? Uh, go buy electric heaters? You tell them, just keep voting for the Democrats, and soon we'll be done with the oil, and I'll be shutting down the business. Ken, thank you so much for the call. It's great to talk with you. Rob, you're next on WTIC. Yes, hello. Hello, Rob. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I had a question. Let me get off speakerphone. Please. That'll be great. Uh, yeah, the, you know, I understand that the uh, I'm, you know, conservative, blah, 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 voter for Trumpy. Well, don't say um, blah, blah, blah. It's the most important thing there is. You're, I'm a proud well, yeah. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, talking about like they were talking early stuff about uh, fake news or something. And I understand the Keystone Pipeline got shut down, and that's like hurting us. But I don't realize we can't take trucks from Canada down. You know, fill up these trucks. So the what, 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 closed. What Ken was just explaining, though, is that the um, that because of the 
telegraphing of anti-oil economy on the, on the but part of the president. they could still haul it, though. They could still haul it with trucks. They can, yes. But the supply is constricted. So he, the people he goes to for the supply think they're going to have it in on Wednesday. It doesn't show up on Wednesday. Oh, no, it, no. And I'm, talk, I'm not talking about the guy previously who called. I'm talking about the Keystone Pipeline, how that's like a big crisis for our United States. But then it's like, okay, so the pipeline was shut off. But we can't take trucks up there and go right over the, the border. The, and say, okay, the pipeline. It's broke. a question of uh, driving up the cost, I think. And yeah, but we can still get it though. We're we still can, attached. Yes, we, we can still get it. California to Connecticut. We can still get it. It might cause shortages because it might get shipped somewhere else. They might throw it on the rail and bring it across the country to the West Coast because that's a cheaper way to move the oil. Who knows? Is, can, is Canada being cooperative with with their supply? Or they? I, want, I don't know. I assume they are. The the but that's not the point, Rob. You're trying to solve a oh, no, little... No, we have oil. We should be pumping our own oil. I agree a thousand percent. You know, okay. it's crazy. But then I'm thinking, you know, instead of going to Saudis, let's... Hey, Canada, you're our buddy. You know, you, okay, the pipeline's broke. We'll, we'll send a thousand trucks up there every day. We'll have a pipeline I, but, of trucks. But there's a fixed... Like a big caterpillar. There's a fixed amount of oil in the world, Rob. And everybody's... Everybody's producing at their the maximum level they can produce. So what's different is that the United States, which was self-sufficient with oil, and actually we had extra before, before the Democrats came into power, they're anti-oil. And they've been actively trying to figure out how to make it more expensive and to get less of it because they're anti-oil. 860-522-9842. We'll take more phone calls on this. Talk more about the president's brilliant speech. Plus more coming up on WTIC. The more you listen, the more you know. So check back throughout the day. WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC. Are we being gamed by... Those we have elected to operate our business for us to bring us the best results, are we getting nonsense arguments from those in power? I believe so. I believe that's what they do for a living. That is, they get hired by us to operate our machinery for us, and instead they operate it for them and then lie to us about it. This is the part of politics I find offensive and the reason why anybody who's an incumbent president or governor, we need to get rid of these people and bring in people who, are, who feel some sense of obligation toward telling us the truth. 860-522-9842. Isn't that a reasonable thing? Shouldn't we be able to count on that from the people we hire? But instead, they just tell stories all the time that are just crazy. Jerry, hi, you're on WTIC. Hi, uh, I had a question on Biden's speech. Yes, sir. And it was regarding in this, this. Every time I hear him talk about this, it drives me nuts. He says that he's producing more oil and gas than Donald Trump did when he left, mm -hmm. which to me seems like it's impossible. Well, I don't see how either of them produced any. But if he, if what you mean is he's saying that the country that there is more oil being um, pumped every day 
out of the United States into the markets, into the world markets, that I don't know how that could be when you've got an activist government that is trying to reduce the amount of oil being used. However, they are taking millions of barrels of oil out of the strategic reserves. I don't know if that would be enough to somehow tilt it. Yeah. You can assume you're being lied to whatever is going on because that's what they do. I thought I heard the, a week ago or so that pump have, was producing three, three million barrels per day more than Biden was producing. That, that who then, was? I, I don't remember what, what source it was. Uh, but, yeah, but uh, who, who's, where's the extra oil coming from that's more? You're saying well, somebody again, is— I, I think Biden will always include uh, his production as uh, also including what he's taking from the emergency reserve. Right, and, so, so it might be some trick like that. that. I don't know. You know, they find ways to formulate statements and arguments that don't make any sense. And then you look and it does make sense because they're using this artificial formulation. Like he announced that this new release and it turns out it's not a new release at all. It's a it's a reannouncement of previously announced release of oil, but that he just hasn't shipped in a timely manner. So he's extending another month so he can get it in. They, they just play games all the time, Jerry. So all we can do is uh, try to keep an eye on them and figure out what they're up to. Thank you for the call, sir. 860-522-9842. It's, it's a little tiresome trying to keep track of them, actually. Scott, hello. Yeah, hi. I heard you uh, wondering about what price the oil went into the reserves at. Yes. Well, I just want to tell you a little story about that. Back during the last administration... The Trump people had suggested that they should fill up their reserves since we had so much oil at such a low price. Mm -hmm. Pelosi uh, refused to authorize funding because anything that Trump said she was against or whether it made sense or not. So what the Trump people (laughs) did since Pelosi would not, the Democrats would not allow us to fill our oil reserves at a low price. Uh If you recall, we had that. One crazy day when oil futures momentarily actually traded at a negative. Oh, that's the right. Reason, yeah. The reason for that was that there was no place to put the oil. We yes. had so much oil yes. that people had no place to store it. All the, all the pipes no, were full. Right. And since people had no place to store it, <laughs> for that one glorious moment in history, nobody wanted to pay for oil because they had no place to put it. So what the Trump people did, they did a workaround on Pelosi's refusal to... Uh, give them money to uh, because it was oil. no longer it was no longer a spending item that had to be approved by Congress. Well, what they what they did was they they allowed private companies to temporarily use government storage facilities. Uh. And uh, I can't give you the exact logistics, but uh, you know they took the profits from doing that to purchase more oil to put more oil in the strategic reserves. So. Quite literally, the Trump people actually filled our reserves at whatever low price that was, despite Pelosi attempting to keep them from doing it, so that there's now oil that was purchased at a low point by the Trump people, despite Pelosi's attempt to keep them from doing it, to now fund. But it must uh, have been really tiny, the amount they paid. I'll have to look this up. This is fascinating. Yeah, so anyway, so now, now Biden gets to use Trump's oil that he put in there, despite Pelosi. 
uh, to try to get reelected. So, anyway, I just wanted to throw that story at you. That's Thank all. you for that. That's the Very level cool. of confusion that is actually in the real world, and, and that's fun to hear. Thank you for that story, Scott. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Robert Enfield. Hello, Bob. Yes. How you doing? What's up? Uh, about a month ago, Bloomberg Business Week had an article on, uh, on the whole oil situation. Our biggest problem in the United States, we, we're short on refineries. We haven't built a new refinery for the last 50 years, and they're not going to build it because you're talking billions of dollars to build a refinery. Uh, so well, but isn't that mostly because of environmental uh, laws yeah. that, that make it prohibitive? Right. And the, the oil out of Canada, the tar sand oil, it's high sulfur. You can't sell it in the United States. They mm-hmm. ship it to Mexico to be refined. It's down in South America and Central America use that high sulfur That's oil. climate change oil. It's what? Climate change oil. It speeds up climate change in their in their view of the world. Right, yeah. So they it's so they force so they force it to be shipped further away. And the reason we, under Trump, we had a lot of oil, the, the fracking people were fracking more oil. Now that the environmentalists have shut, have shut them down, too. Uh, in, in the, uh, the XL pipeline or the Keystone pipeline is still operating. The only thing Biden did was shut down the expansion. But Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, is still shipping oil by truck and by train down to New Orleans. You mean despite that. despite the Keystone Pipeline? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's basic. We just can't refine. And when you refine a barrel of oil, you get a hundred different products out of it. And one of the products is asphalt to, to pave our roads. Mm-hmm. We need we need oil to pave our roads. And yes. uh, that's not happening. We have a shortage of asphalt. What sh- shortage of asphalt? Yes. Yeah. All right, Bob. So. So we're we're in really big trouble all the way around. Well, this is the tampering that they do with the supply, and and they they yell and scream about supply chains, and then when they have their chance, they uh, mess with those supply chains again. Thank you, sir, for that. This is uh, this is the whole approach of the climate change policies. It seems to me towards oil that we don't have to worry about it. Like Jolly Ned's thing, you know, he wanted to pass this uh, cap-and-trade thing for the state. And the idea of it is to artificially drive up the cost of fuel in the state by artificially reducing the supply. Drive up the cost by reducing the supply. As soon as you tell the state, guess what, you have to get by on 15% less gas this year, What's that going to do? Well, that's going to make people go out aggressively and get gas and make sure everything's filled up in advance. And just that movement of everybody out into the market to make sure they're filled up, that creates a shortfall and the prices start rising. And this is what the Democrats want because they they need gas to be really expensive so that transferring us over to other forms of energy looks cheaper. But that's going to have a horrible impact on the cost of living in the state, and they've already made it untenable to live in the state. 860-522-9842, and they don't care because they just figure people who work and make a lot of money will leave, and they'll bring in some more 
illegal immigrants, and it'll all work out for them at the voting booth, that they can drive the state off a cliff and still win re-election, which so far they've been able to do. Fred, you're next on WTIC. Hey, you got my name wrong again. It's Fritz the Cat. And hey, the Fritz. Road. And I'm breaking up, it sounds like. I'll just No, you sound good. Go um, ahead. Am I still there? I'm stuck in traffic underneath. They're, you know, trying to make Connecticut better. You know how it goes. Fritz, what do you want to say? One of the callers already kind of asked my question, but I was going to ask you if you could cut that clip of Biden saying that we produce, we're the world's biggest oil producer and uh, exporter of oil. So then why do we even have to tap into the reserves? I cut, I cut out huh? No, oh, you're, you're good. Stop stop analyzing your call and just make your call, Fritz. You're doing fine. The, um, well, it, it is true, perhaps, what he said about us being the largest supplier, even despite the cuts. That doesn't mean the cuts in production aren't the problem that we're experiencing right now. Now we're getting some uh, reverb off of the call, so I'm going to... Hold you there, Fritz. Sorry about the uh, issue with your name, and thank you for the call. 860-522-9842. Quick break. We'll talk more on WTIC. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Ba-da-da. Yeah, everybody loves the sound of Joe Biden's voice. It just warms hearts. You can tell, can't you? Can't you just tell how happy everybody is when they hear his voice? Now it's down about a dollar and fifteen cents a gallon from their peak during the summer. <clears throat> gas prices have fallen every day in the last week. Let me repeat: gas prices have come down, and they continue to come down again. They're now down more than twenty-seven cents a gallon in Wisconsin this past week, twenty-seven cents in Oregon, sixteen cents in Ohio, twenty-five cents in Nevada, seventeen cents in. In, uh, in, in Indiana. It's funny he doesn't mention where they're going up. What, what is California? $7 a gallon or something? Oh, man. All they do is try to trick us. Ellie and Vernon. Hi, Ellie. Hello there. Well, you wanted to know how much they were way, way back? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, New Year's Eve between 70 and 71. I it just had I was I went out for gas and I said, oh, it has increased. It has increased from twenty eight cents to thirty five cents. Wow! And you must have been upset, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Did you decide to walk home? Yeah, well, seventy in nineteen seventy three when I moved into my house. Yeah. My first heating. Um, the per gallon was 68 cents. Yeah, that, so. that sounds about right. Because in my sensibility, that's what gas and oil should still cost. You know, a little more than that, maybe. But yeah. a buck a gallon for a gas seems like enough. I don't know what's going on with all this three, four, five bucks a gallon. That's craziness. Well, right. Well, the last time I paid about four, about $900. They, for they the last time you filled your oil tank. Yeah, oil, the oil yeah. price, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I just wanted to let you know the show is wonderful as usual. Well, thank you, Ellie. It's nice to hear your voice. It's been a while. Okay, see Take ya. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Todd, you asked the question, I shall answer you. Okay. As, according to AAA, today's mm-hmm. national average in California is $5.94. 
Wait, national average in California. In California, well, the, the state's average, I guess you can say. Okay. Thank you. So five ninety four. The national average is three eighty five. Three eighty five. And what are we paying for? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. That was my next. Uh, let's see. Let's search to Connecticut. We're doing this on the fly here, people. That's all right. Right. Nobody's in a hurry. No, you know this is information while you're driving around. You're trying That's to right. find the cheapest gas. I filled up the other day. I think it was like three seventy something. Connecticut's so use, use regular. Yeah, Connecticut's is three fifty. It's three forty nine. And you said the national average is three three eighty five. Yeah, so that's uh, that's good. It's cheap. Well, we're still on the on the um, the reduced taxes, right? Until after the election. Correct. And then uh, five minutes after they get the vote totals, I would assume that the gas price goes back to normal. And no, it's probably as soon as the cl- the polls close. And then and then, <laughs> and then the tax increases. The new ones get announced. Mm. And probably Ned starts campaigning for tolls again if he gets reelected. Ah, uh, tolls. If, uh, if, if I, I don't know what kind of glorious stuff will start happening if Bob wins. It'll be fun to find out. Let me play a little more just for the inspiration's sake. A little more of the fumbling and the bumbling of uh, President Biden with his announcement today. And that's progress. But they're not falling fast enough. So he goes through this long list of how horrible the prices are. And uh, but how low they've gone since summer. And but then he says it's not far enough. But they're not falling fast enough. He's just not happy. He's done everything he can do. to, And he's had a huge impact on the price of gas. But he's still not satisfied. He's not satisfied. Families are hurting. Yep. You've heard me say it before, but I get it. He gets it. I don't even understand why you have to say you get it. That's not particularly complicated. It's expensive. Therefore, families are hurting. I get it. <laughs> I come from a family. If the price of gasoline went up at the gas station, we felt it. You felt gas it. Gas prices hit almost every family in this country, and they squeeze their family budgets. When the price of gas goes up, other expenses get cut. That's why I have been doing everything in my power to reduce gas prices since Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Putin's invasion. Like he had nothing to do with it. Oh, it's like he wrote him an invitation. Please so wait, hold on. Re- replay Ukraine. that. He's been doing everything he can since then. What was no, he doing before then? The price then? of gas goes up, other expenses That's, get this cut. This is interesting. That's why I have been doing everything in my power to reduce gas prices since Putin's Since Putin. But before that, we're going to jack it to the ceiling. Wait, when was the invasion? Nine months ago? Eight months ago? Eight I, months, I yeah. think it's been. Which would have put us at uh, February, and that would have had him a year in office when he was rooting for them to go up, apparently. Or he was encouraging them up. Who knows? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 